0: Good morning and welcome, to Girl Club. And uh, it's been it's been a really full few weeks talking about dating, you know, and Christianity and uh, sex and the church and celibacy and purity while dating and um, making it to your marriage bed pure and intact and sane, basically. <laughs> and, you know, how God's word can help you actually arrive there, not only with sanity, but with health, you know, and whether you're thinking about wanting to be married or thinking about finding the person that you're supposed to marry, thinking about being ready for marriage and thinking about navigating your, you know, how to date successfully or whether you're thinking about being alone and, how to be strong and healthy on your own and not have everyone say, oh, when are you going to get married? Because a lot of people, I mean, I don't know if it's a lot of people, but some people don't just aspire to be married as the fix-all for everything in their life. So um, whoever you are, this conversation's been for you. And so I'm going to bring in Girl Club regulars Christina Reynolds and Nova Page, and uh, we're going to dive back in. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hello. <laughs> It's good. It's good to see you guys. This has been. This has been a a full conversation, and I have to tell you, Christina Boudreau, for everyone watching, isn't here today. And because Christina's our resident single girl in Girl Club, but I honestly, since the three of us were all single at some point, and I was certainly single longer than I've been married, um, I think that we may be able to have a really interesting conversation about something. That came up this week in terms of comments that were written in. And it was basically a guy who kind of said, it, it, to paraphrase, What about the guys? What about single guys? And, you know, look, that's really encouraging because it lets me know that there are single guys watching us, which is great, right? Like it, we're a girl club, but we do talk about things that are relevant to men also. You know, um, God did create both of us. And so, so, uh, you know, in beginning he did create the male and female. So our journeys are interlinked. Our journeys are everything, you know? So, um, yeah, I kind of really do want to talk about the guys also. And I think the first question I kind of wanted to put out there with the two of you today is what made you pick your husband? How'd you know he was the one? That is a jam-packed question.
1: <laughs> that's, that's jam. It, that is. Yeah, that's a-
0: look, if I'm a single girl and I'm watching the two of you, like I know your husbands. Um, Nova's married to a great man of God named Ricky, who's awesome, and he's cute, two girls. And then Christine is married to an awesome man of God named CJ, and he's cute also. <laughs> and so, you know, I think a lot of times... I mean, I remember when I was kind of newly surrendered, I was like, well, and even before I was new, I was really surrendered. I remember I saying, well, I don't meet any great guys in church and the ones I meet I'm not attracted to. And so I was kind of worried that all Christian guys were, you know, they weren't macho. They weren't, you know, they weren't like what I would be attracted to. I was probably attracted to a lot of insanity at at, at points in my okay. life also. So they okay. weren't that either, and that's a good thing. But like, in all seriousness, like you're both beautiful women. You could have anybody you want. Why Ricky? Why CJ? For the single girls watching, what were the qualities you looked for?
2: Okay, for oh, first yeah, up, Christina, wasn't looking at all. I grew up like the bay area, San Francisco, California Bay Area and I was like I don't need a man. You know, maybe I'll have babies on my own, but I don't need a man. I'm not planning on getting married. I don't believe in it. So I was not like the girl who like grows up dreaming about like what their bridesmaids are going to wear, what flowers you're going to have, your what I was like very honestly, I'm still trying to break free from that like man hater Spirit, it's bad. It's demonic. Anyways, but
0: <laughs> he beats her husband twice a week now. Only. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I'm a fighter to say the least. But <laughs> the point is, I wasn't looking, so I didn't have qualities that I knew that I was looking for. You know, because I was my quality was like you're non-existent. You know, but um, and and on, on top of that, about attraction, I wasn't attracted to him at first. He's like this white farm boy from like a, t- a village of when we got married 300 people now there's only 280 people oh. i don't think people moved that's all i'm gonna say so i mean it, it's it's like on the outside we seem like complete opposites you know but um you know what He just he was so smart he became my friend and he like kind of snuck in and then i i, I I don't know what happened. He kind of like won me over with friendship, honestly, for us, because it wasn't love at first sight. And then after I finally agreed to try dating him, I think for the first month, I would tell him regularly after dates. I don't even know why I'm with you. Like, I'm not attracted to you. Like, that's what he had to oh, my- for a month. So so people ask him, like, why did you keep going after? And he was like, I don't know. I just didn't I didn't make sense. It's like, I'm cute she's cute we both love jesus like why it doesn't make sense as to why we wouldn't try this out that was him he was just so i think that drive in him as a male like like i'm just gonna pursue till i get her but then you know what's crazy once he hooked me oh because i came out of a world of drugs and sex and like no jesus none so like i brought in a lot of baggage and like the first five to seven years were like hell But now we've been married 12 years and we've worked through it and you know (laughs) sorry guys this is like not your romantic like story but i will say that i think the reason because you asked like what made you know that you could get married and i think like because we were both in a really um intense ministry where it was like night and day and like we're like around the clock like doing ministry constantly together. We were kind of in this greenhouse where we like grew in the Lord and grew in relationship really fast. It wasn't like, you know, I'm working my job. You're working your job. We see each other on the weekends. We chat and we talk, we hang out. It was like nonstop, you know, interacting, growing the Lord. So you had that spiritual dimension as well. So like early on, we are like, okay, when we were kind of like, I think we want to get married. This was like, this is like four months in. Young and dumb. Four months in, the Lord really turned up the heat and brought up all this crap. You know, we've been kind of talking about inner healing. All this stuff in me started coming out. And um, and we had to kind of walk through some really intense things. Here. Like, well, Here. no, jealousy.
0: Oh, Ooh. oh! you got jealous of the boy you weren't even attracted to in the beginning. Right. I, so-
2: I was insane. It was like all my little demons were like coming out. And and like the ugliest part of me was like being exposed and similar things for him, but in different ways for him as well. And like, I think after this like three month, like period of time of us, like, like sticking with each other and like, like committing to each other still through that it was finally at that point afterwards that we we're both like, I think we could get married, because if we would have stayed with each other through all I mean, ugly you guys, I was psycho. Like, look up the word psycho in the dictionary. You will see 21-year-old, 20-year-old me. Okay. <laughs> I was the girl that's like, I'm a key or car, I'm a slice your tires, don't even look at her. And he'd be like, That's a man. I don't care. Like I was psycho. I was psycho. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'll press the
0: windows out your car.
2: (laughs) Seriously, that was me. But like like he stuck with me and then like he went through some stuff and I stuck with him and that's when we're like, I think we could get married. And that was the first point. And then there was like a lot more hell afterwards. But now we're twelve years in and I'm like, I would never do this with anyone else. We've been through so much. And it's like it's like
0: easy living now. Uh, OK,
2: I see Nova's face. She's like, oh, my God. Okay, no.
0: Before we before we before we hear from Nova, I just have to say, number one, our my journey with you. My, our journey, Christina, is so similar. Um, I told Roger every week. I'm not attracted to you. I'm really great as a girlfriend. Um, don't you know, so don't start liking me because um, <laughs> I just I didn't want to ruin it. You know, I didn't want to ruin our friendship all the while he's becoming my best friend. And of course, duh, you marry your best friend. You said some things that guys pay attention to if you're watching. Uh, Girls also. Pursuit. He pursued you without stopping. He continuously pursued you. And two, he continually showed up as your friend, even through your crazies, because he saw the more in you that I believe God showed him. And and I think those are really important things, you know, cause we, look, look you guys watching, if you, I mean, uh, for all our Girl Club, Club regulars, I'm sure you know by now, we have some chicks with a lot of stories to share. And, but but I do want you to remember like, these are some key takeaways if you're watching, like, you know, a man isn't afraid of a woman that he's, that, that I think somewhere in there, CJ prayerfully, looked at you and knew this can work he was looking for a partner and you guys had the core things in common right That's important core things what was the core who's been the threefold cord in your marriage
2: right well I'm mean, your faith I, right at the end of the day he, the reason because i always ask him i'm like what made you stick around like i was great i would have left like
0: me too I me too.
2: early too. on i've been like, Bye. You're, you're insane. If, if my son was dating someone like me, I'd be like, leave her, please Just do yourself. Absolutely. A favor. Get away, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> but like his, his biggest thing was like, he was, he was like, look, I knew that like you were feisty, but that your love for the Lord wasn't going to wane, like your fight for the Lord. And that was the biggest thing to him. So he was like, I was like, yeah, we can get through this. Cause that's huge. And, and our dedication to like, you know, like the house of prayer. Yeah. Like, worshiping Jesus and like, like just our buy-in for just the worthiness of Jesus. So yeah, there were those core values that were like, wow, if this is here, then we can try to make everything else work, I guess. Well, he, I became,
0: he really became your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, cause the thing is, I think, you know, I, you guys have probably heard that saying, um, men fall in love with women. They're attracted to women, fall in love with, uh, what is it? What's the quality difference? Men fall in love with women they're attracted to. Women fall in love with, um, I think, men who are friends to them. You know, it's kind of a, where we start, you know? No, women become attracted to men that they fall in love with and men fall in love with women they're attracted to. Okay, so the difference in the door is women have a, a response that has to start here and here in the heart first. Mm -hmm. they have to know you they have to women become attracted to men who allow them an open level of look at my heart look at my mind look at me you know there's an intimacy that they allow a woman into men tend to visually see uh, something and go for it and and it's interesting to me because I think it explains why a lot of men if they're not surrendered to the Lord will go for a lot of the wrong women because they're sort of maybe more inclined to lead with a physical attraction. Um, This is worldly stuff. You know, this is not biblical stuff at all Um, because biblically the reality is that I I know for me, and I think for you guys, I fell in love with the Jesus and my husband. I fell in love with his knowledge and his relationship with Christ. And that made me attracted You know, um, and in fact, for all of you watching, if you have a best friend who's a guy in your life, you probably need to do a little praying about whether he's your husband, no matter whether you're attracted or not, or whether you're choosing guys who are not enough, like maybe that great guy friend that you have, because a part of my realization was When I looked around at my really close guy friends and my really close guy friends always honored me, treated me great, showed up for me, had my back, drove me home from places I shouldn't have been, held me while I cried about relationships I shouldn't have been in. And all of a sudden one day I just went, hold on a second, I'm picking the wrong guys. I need to be picking guys with qualities like my best guy friends. What's wrong with me? And when that really clicked for me, I was really done with the shenanigans Uh, and the kinds of guys that I was picking and allowing to pick me. Um, And I think that's really, that's important. You know, you've gotta, men and women, you have to really check what you're doing. You know, I had a very dear friend, a great man, friend of mine um, named Teddy Forsman. Teddy is the man who gave us the Gulfstream private jet and said to the world one day, executives will fly on these private planes one day and everyone thought he was crazy and that's how he made his first billion dollars. But um, not because everyone thought he was crazy because everyone eventually realized he was a brilliant man and he's now in heaven. And he was the one, one of the first men to really see me and love me, you know, um, and for just me. And Teddy, we were talking about relationships one day and I was like, Ted, why are you not married? You're so amazing and blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, Countess, because he called me the Countess. Countess mustn't touch it. You know, Countess, he did, because we decided very early on that we were both broken in the same ways, so we'd be great friends, but avoid the rest of it. And what he said to me was, you know, Countess, you're going to realize, as I did, that the one common denominator in every relationship I've ever had has been me. And when you start to deal with you as a man, you as a woman, you're at precipice of great breakthrough great change and I believe great love and until that point you won't even see the girl next to you or the guy next to you if they're a husband or a wife you, you just won't see it and I know I would never have seen the qualities in my husband 10 years before I met him no way I wasn't I wasn't honoring those qualities. I wasn't looking for those qualities. I wasn't celebrating those qualities. I was running through people with my eyes closed, really, um, and looking to fill my own voids with people, you know? So um, yeah, I mean, guys pay close attention, because you may think that the conversations that we're having about this topic the last few weeks, um, this series of really trying to navigate dating um, especially as a Christian, like you may think this hasn't been for you, but it it, ha- it is. Listen to us. listen between the lines of what we're saying. hear our hearts. Women want their heart ministered to. Um, so do men, I believe, but I think it kind of looks different because our roles are different. and yeah, we have roles. you know I don't want to be the man in the relationship, although Lord knows I tried for many many years and I still try. <laughs> you know, right? Like it's 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 that's something that this society has done to us men that we don't want. So if you understand that if you're if you're in love with a woman and you you don't understand why she keeps trying to run the show, you already understand a lot. Because then you can from a place of godly wisdom begin to look deeper than how annoying she may be because she keeps trying to be the man and understand what's driving this. What is this about? It's probably about her fear of being dropped. It's probably about her past and having been dropped. It's probably about all the walls around her heart that she really is afraid that you're getting past and getting over like boys need not apply. Men have to apply, and women have to apply. Boys and girls don't make a make a good fit for a husband and wife. You know, you, you gotta you you have to be fully formed in Christ in your role as a male and as a man and a woman. I think before it can even begin to work. Nova, what about you? Why Ricky? What made you pick him?
1: Um, I think that at the time when I met my husband, I was attracted to men whose charisma outpaced their character and that's a very dangerous place to be. and I was actually dating somebody when I met my husband. Um, I I would I knew that I was in a, a disobedient relationship. Uh, when I met my husband I was I visited my brother at college and my now husband was there and I I actually just saw him. And it's interesting because I was dating somebody who was like 6'5", model, like very, very, very handsome on the outside. And of course, I don't want to dishonor. I'm sure the Lord has done a work in that person's life. And I'm sure like I don't have anything to say about that other than. He was charismatic and handsome, but he, that charisma and handsomeness, his, he, the character wasn't underneath it. So we were, we, I was slowly dying. So when I met my husband, when I went to go see my brother at college with this boyfriend, I saw him and the Lord literally spoke to me and he's like, that is your husband. And I was like, what? Um, You know, if you... If you met my husband, he's uh, maybe five seven on a good day. Um, I you know it wasn't his like his like, I don't know, his stature, although he's like this you know built like kind of a bulldog kind of a guy like just but he had this joy. And I watched him kind of bounce around like an energizer bunny. But again, I was like, is that charisma? Cause I was hearing God, but then I was like, is that just charisma? Like I wonder if he has character. I wonder if he is really a good man, not perfect. Cause none of them are, but is he willing to, you know, be the kind of man that I really want to be honest with you. So my, my mom also knew that he was my husband. God spoke to her. So honestly, it was quite instantaneous when I knew, but I didn't go to college there till like the next year he was dating somebody else. And so I was kind of like, if I heard the Lord, that's awesome. And if not, I have this great guy friend and he was actually trying to set me up with all these other people. And I was like, okay, Lord, like maybe I just didn't hear you. Wait, Ricky um, was
2: trying to set you
1: up? Oh, yeah. He was at weird friend. He's like, oh, hey, do you want to take this guy to the airport? And I was like, well, are you coming along? Like, you know, um, so I didn't chase him, but I didn't chase anybody else either. Um, and I, you know, there was there's these moments in me where I, Christine, I, I probably relate with you. I was kind of a man hater because I had been so hurt. So I, I was kind of like back and forth in my life. Maybe they hear it. Like, ah, who needs a man? And then I, I was used to like, I wanted to protect myself. So I was just trying to be my, my own girl too. But I, it, it's interesting because I kind of saw him and I knew I loved him in a deep place. It, oh, like I think about it now and I'm just like, whoa how did I, I was so young. How would I even know? Oh my God. You know, so there is that romantic part of our story, but there was so much struggle. You know, like I came from brokenness. He came from brokenness. And I I, I think that's what's the beautiful part about all this is like, Christina, I'd never look at you and go, that girl was probably a jealous girl who would go and like key your car. I mean, that is the beautiful part about God coming in and like transforming us, um, you know, and then... Our, not all of our stories are ever going to look the same. And, you know, my husband at one point thought he would never get married. He thought he was called to celibacy, you know? Um, so I was like, cool. I'm attracted to a guy who thinks he's celibate. Amazing.
0: <laughs> Good fish, though. You know?
1: Um, <laughs> so I, I, we, yeah, we, I guess God did speak to me. And I, and, and I really don't mean to sound like God. He, I really feel heard God's voice in that. And then I watched him. I watched who, right? Because he was charismatic, but I noticed his character and I watched him. I watched how he was with people and honestly continues to be just that same amazing person, only grown up and more mature. And, you know, so, um, not perfect. Just it, it takes a lot of this is just, you just die to yourself in these relationships. So honestly, if you want to be single, then you don't have to die to yourself as much. Maybe.
0: (laughs) I I think there's a marriage
1: is work. Marriage is, you're not thinking about yourself all the time. Like, I love that, Cynthia, where you said, you know, the common denominator is me. It's like, you know, hopefully our common denominator is Christ and him crucified and dying so that we might have life. That's our, common denominator. And, you know, that'll rip the narcissism right out of you. Oh, if you let it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's so true. No, but, you know, I think about the, the dying to self part of it, you know, and it is, it, it's, if you're not willing to make your, you know, make the person that's in front of your eyes that you're interested in, if you're not willing to see them the way God sees them, you which means you have to die to the way that you want to see them, okay? So you, you you guys and girls, you have to stop picking based on things that satisfy your ego, your flesh, your momentary need. And you have to start picking. And, and when I say pick, I, I really don't mean pick because the one thing that you're hearing here that I will echo is that Nova heard from the Lord about Ricky. Christina heard from the Lord about CJ. I definitely also heard from the Lord about Roger, my husband. As a single person, I heard the Lord speak. There was that moment in our friendship where he was my best friend. I was actually dating someone else who looked like the person I would be dating on paper, just seemed right on paper. You know, he was a it was a big Hollywood mogul guy and you know I was the I was the, the, the Hollywood girl who worked on television forever and I had actually worked on one of his shows before in my in my younger life and so it made sense. It made zero sense in the kingdom of God, zero except that I think he was the relationship that God sort of allowed to be that last one um, so that Roger and I could be friends and I could see a lot of his character for months there before I heard God say to me, this is your husband. And that was crazy. You know, that that voice I heard in the middle of a conversation one day um, in which I was asking him on the phone while I was dating this other person because I was trying to be celibate with this other person who was being tolerant, but then after four or five bottles of wine would be chasing me around, you know, the dinner table. And I was like, no, I'm serious about this. This is about my faith. Well, he didn't share my faith in the same way. So while he was tolerant of it, it didn't make any sense to him when he wanted what he wanted. And so I wanted to talk to my best guy friend. Uh, And I I remember saying to Roger in a phone conversation uh, one day, you know, so you're single. And I mean, I'm sure you're going to date. And how long are you waiting to have sex with someone before you sleep with them? That was literally my question. And I was thinking there must be some magic number or equation of time that he waited, you know, to know that he loved someone or, cause I just assumed that no one could make it to the finish line without this. That was my assumption. And uh, and uh, I remember he kind of chuckled and he said, okay, hold on a second, I need to tell you something. And we had never really talked about this stuff before we talked about the Lord. I had questions about child raising my son. I had all of these questions about my growth spiritually, but now we were getting down to the nitty gritty. It was like real talk, right? And um, and he said, Cynthia, let me tell you something. He said, I, I got married um, at 19, a virgin, because I got saved and I gave this part of my life to Christ. And he goes, and um, I won't be sleeping with another woman, um, he, he said, look, my wife busted up our marriage and left me, but I was with her 26 years. That is it. It's the only woman I've ever been with. And I won't be sleeping with another woman until our wedding night. And it was in literally in that moment, like I could hear like, like God pulled a curtain open. I saw like a red velvet theater curtain pull open and like <laughs> scales dropped from my eyes. I'm not kidding you. It was this much visual and audio in one second. And I heard the Lord say, this is your husband. I was so completely blown away and overwhelmed because I had spent months and months and months friend zoning this man. And I mean, friend zone so hard. He was like way down past the 50 yard line on the other side of the field. Like it wasn't even, we weren't going there. I wasn't attracted to him. I figured it would get all messed up if i was he was a he was a man of god and more than anything he could answer my questions about god and the word of god and that's really what i wanted i wanted to grow in the world and um and it is such a trip because i just burst into tears hmm. I, I just burst into tears because all of this stuff is now going through my mind like god how is he supposed to be my husband like What am I supposed to say to him? I mean, I'm dating someone else. I've spoken to him all about it. He's my friend and I friend zoned him and told him every week ad nauseum, don't start liking me. Hope you don't (laughs) get attracted to me because all my guy friends get attracted to me and then it messes it up. And he was like, you're fine. And he's probably thinking, what a vain chick this is, right? Like, oh my goodness. (laughs) He didn't watch TV. All I did was come from television. And all I knew was that like, he just wasn't in my world. So I didn't see how it could work, except we have this strong respect and bond in Christ. I loved his love of Jesus and he loved, and it's just like you said, Christina, he saw that my love of Jesus would never go away. He saw that my relentless pursuit of the Lord was really a relentless pursuit and it wasn't really about anybody and as much as i slipped and slid all over the place he knew it was like this girl actually just keeps getting up and going back going back to the throne room a mess (laughs) she's a hot mess but she sure loves jesus and this is real and 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 i remember he said to me later he said you know i had married this woman who represented herself as being a christian and she hated God's people. She, she hated being a mom. She was horrible to her kids and she really didn't like God and said she probably was going to go to hell. Cause she would never forgive anybody. Like, and, and so he's like, she was so not you yet. Here you were this broken mess, but your heart, man, every heartbeat was after Christ. And, and so I, it was literally when I heard God's voice, I stopped 10 minutes later, I said to the guy I was dating, yeah, I gotta go home. I have to have a conversation with my best friend Roger. And he was like, yeah, I wondered when you'd figure that out. And it's funny because Roger (laughs) said to me as I cried for about five, 10 minutes, and he just let me cry. And then he finally chuckled and he goes, yeah, I wondered when you'd figure it out. Roger said that? And I knew in that moment that he already knew that we were meant to be together. He was just giving me the journey and the space because God had told him. And it's true. If he had said anything to me prematurely, I would have run screaming down the street like, Mary, you, you don't fit. You don't fit my paradigm. Like, right. but it was falling in love with the man's mind and his heart and his character. Listen, guys, listen, women. It is character that helps you build a home on the rock. It is character, it's godly character. And if you're not looking for that in a male or a female, if that's not the first thing you're looking for is character, integrity. And and you're probably thinking, Yeah, but these guys saw you and you and Christina are saying that you were a mess. We were a mess, but our character was intact. And I can honestly say that my character needed to grow and and, and change and become more Christ-like. But my character, it, it was there. What I wanted was more character. I wanted, I wanted the character, my character to line up with my action. So you have to look deep. You, you got to look deep, and and looking deep doesn't. There's no room to look with your flesh. You have to look deep. There's no room to be led by your flesh because it's a deep process, and it's one you have to submit to the Lord. You have to. And, Can I just
2: say something? Something that you both yeah. mentioned about just how like, like so, Nova, you the Lord told you right. But you and Cynthia, the Lord told you as well. The Lord didn't tell me, but I feel like he gave that peace of mind, you know, like so in his own way of speaking to me, he did. But like, I just want to make this clear. If the Lord tells you something, you can see, Nova didn't go and run to Ricky and say, God told me we're going to be married. That would be crazy. <laughs> like, like you held that, right? You were like, wait, I need to go like pray about this. I'm going to hold this to myself because I think I've heard... I've And I don't think I know in my 20s, and especially being a part of like a ministry context or like a church context, you know, there are a lot of times that men have, let's rephrase that, not men, boys have said, pursued girls and said on the first date, God told me that you're going to be my wife. you one don't do that. One bit of advice, girls and guys, don't do that. I, I I feel like when God tells you those tells you those sweet things, those things that you hold on to in your heart, and you're like, you know what? I love what you said, Noah. You're like, you question it, but it didn't, it didn't actually, it didn't dictate your like your, your actions, you weren't pursuing him. You held your heart open, but you weren't like banking on it. Like, I love that. That is such, that's like such a sound example on how to like, like, like deal with like prophetic words. Like I'm just saying there's, I've seen so many girls and guys get ruined by the fact that they're like, well, God told me, so I need to tell her, or like some other lady told me. So now I need to like, you know, really like pursue till the bitter end and like not even like use like common sense in the process or understand that relationships take time or you know so if that's one thing I could say please don't do that girls or guys so I love that for both of you you both did not like jump off of that and go I think you know I think
1: that you know I was reading in Ecclesiastes um this morning actually and Ecclesiastes I mean it basically he's talking in this scripture about money, but then at at the end of, I think verse seven or 11, it says wisdom uh, preserves those who have it. Mm. So like, you know, money can preserve you. Things can help. And, but wisdom in the end preserves those who have it. And I think that's what you're referring to. It's like, We ask God for wisdom. We might hear from God, but then we ask for wisdom and how to move forward, and that wisdom will preserve our hearts. That's what that's what it does. And so we need people in our life that are older, younger, like that give us wisdom, uh, and and that will preserve us for the future. You know that we don't we don't waste the wisdom either. We don't just go, well, that worked for them. No, like let's take heart. Let's yes. take heart and hear it and go, how can I, how yeah. can I utilize that? I, you know, yeah.
0: right. so true. You know what I love too? I'm looking at a comment here from Michele, and she's, it says, even at my advanced age, this is good advice, girls. Thank you. And I got to tell you, this is the beautiful thing to me though, about being surrendered to Christ, you know, having Jesus as the Lord of your life, godly wisdom. It actually it applies to everything, to every season of your life, you know, for, every, for everything there is a season, right? So there's your season of being single, your season perhaps of being married. Um, we have all these different seasons in our life and all these different kinds of relationships and kinds of love and kinds of joys and hopes and failures and fears. and And it's so interesting because the only thing that never returns void is the word of God when you submit things to the Lord, like we're talking about being single, right? And picking and choosing. But even as when you're older, these things still apply. Maybe you're not single, you know, maybe you're married, but the lessons in character and integrity and support and how to actually choose daily, how to die daily and keep choosing the relationship that you're in daily. Because, That's another thing. Like once you navigate being single and dating and, 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 and should you become a married man or a married woman, you then have to navigate being married. And we all know, like that's a whole other level of journey, you know, and, and, and death to yourself and to your flesh and your wants and partnership and someone there all the time. And then, you know, The fear also that comes with, especially, you know, the Bible says he who who finds a wife finds a good thing. Well, she who finds a husband finds a good thing, too. And so then all of a sudden, what happens when you find a good thing? It's like this. And you don't want to lose that thing. So now how are you in relationship with someone who's completely the yin to your yang, the completion to your life story, where you begin to share things like family and memories and all this stuff. And then you go through things that might cause you to fear losing them, you know, to fear life without them. You know, that's a super deep thing because I have girlfriends, you know, who lost their husbands in their forties, literally found themselves alone, you know, and that's a whole other thing to navigate, you know, and they're Christian, you know, girls, They weren't, that wasn't part of the story on wedding day, you know? So it it really and truly, I think, boils down to, you know, God's our ultimate, you know, Jesus is our ultimate groom or bride. And that's got to be your rock through everything, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, in this life, we're going to we're going to go through all kinds of things and it, you know, not every single scenario is everybody's story, right. but you know, I obviously I still have my husband and I feel really grateful. I have a friend who recently lost her husband and, you know, they had met each other later on in life and they were only married for three years.
2: Oh.
1: And, uh, you know, it was like, man, when they found each other, it was like, Whoa. But I tell you, watching her this is you know very recent but watching her it's like she's like her love for jesus um through this i'm like man that woman was rooted is rooted in christ it's like of course she has hard days and it's it's hard but i'm watching her not become bitter she's actually just becoming more of who God made her to be through the tragedy and the sorrow. And I think in part when they came together, they, they like were like you said, that that, I mean, wonder twins power activate, like they were incredible, but she never made him her God and he never made her his God. They weren't, didn't, they didn't become one another's idol. What they did was spur each other on toward love and good works and they sharpened each other and they were deep and they mentored people like in the few years they had together. And I was like, I looked at him and I just go, man, that was a life and a marriage well lived. It was short. Yeah. But, whoa, was it powerful and effective. Yeah. And it just reminded me to, A, not put my husband in a place of God. Because if I go or if he goes, we we belong to Jesus. And if I go, I want him to live out who, in this world um, who God created him to be. And so... Those things, those are sobering thoughts. And while we don't want to live there, I think it's important to just have that perspective of, man, I know where I've been, I know where we are, and we can't predict the future other than the day we're born. We're promised that there will be um, a day that we go either, you know, we die here, you know, on on Earth, or we get caught up with the Lord, or we, we're going into eternity. And so, I I think about their short love and i i'm i admire the fact i'm watching her that she really she made her relationship with christ Mm -hmm. the thing yeah you know because we can even idolize being married like i'm married and i have i'm wearing my crown my marriage crown and and it is awesome because we represent that that relationship with christ we that's that's what marriage does we're you know we're representing that beautiful love that christ has for the church Um, but we're not, you know, I'm trying to not have, I don't want to have an idol, even of my husband. I want Jesus to be the thing. And then, you know, moving forward, whether we live or we die, um, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And uh, it sounds really like morbid for this girl talk, but I'm like, if we can get that, we can get that. Yeah. then we're not set in the other. Like, I think I used to want to have a man when I was in my early twenties, my teenage, I was just, I need a rescuer, but yeah. I didn't understand that Jesus was my rescuer and he yeah. continues to, he is. And I, you know, unfortunately there are moments where I put Ricky in the place of, you know, I can't you, you be my rescuer. You just, you know, help me. And I, I think I got out of things where I could have built my character I I laid it on him which wasn't right and I had to grow through that and and he spurred me on to become a strong woman. He didn't let me get away with it but he most certainly loved me well into who I needed into who he saw that I would become. But um yeah, I I I sit back and I I go I'm glad that um Jesus sits on the throne of my life in my yeah. heart I, I love my husband um,
0: but he is not to be worshiped yeah yeah you know it's funny it's funny that you say that because um, I'll tell you a funny story you have no idea how many times I I'll, I'll start prayer with with Roger if we're praying for someone else and I swear to you five times in the last four months I started dear Roger <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Are you and serious? I was like, "I mean, dear father," and he's like dying. And I go, "Okay, I do not think you're God." <laughs> so weird and Freudian. I don't know what that's about. You know, it's like me calling the dog my son's name all the time. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I, maybe it's just ah. a joke. And we laugh about it so much because I'm like, "What is that about?" And you know, it's but it's really funny because I think you know. There's a, there is definitely a part of me that, yeah, I, you know, look, I mean, for those of you kind of either watch my sessions TV program and, you, you know, and, or, or your regulars here at Girl Club, I, I've gone through, and a lot of, you know, what my husband's kind of gone, he went through fighting uh, th- thyroid cancer. That's how we started the pandemic, you know, that no toilet paper and radiation treatment. Um, That's fun. And, um, and then, and then, you know, they kind of found something in a test recently and he's got to do some more tests. And we don't believe that it's anything. We believe it might be the remnants of something left over from the surgery or whatever, but you know, you still got to go through the tests. And so you're kind of in that place of, oh, you know, here we go. Um, but that said, you know, it, 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 in a way it's a blessing because, I can very easily put my husband in the place of, um, he's, he's the provider, he's the breadwinner, and um, oh, oh God, what do I do if something happens to him? What do I, now I know objectively God will take care of me, but practically it makes me go, hey, you know, you've had girlfriends who lost their husbands. One of them knew where everything was, one of them, had everything sorted and organized, one of them didn't. And they had very different outcomes in their next five years. It, but there's also this part of the reality that, I mean, what my husband does, I just, I mean, I don't understand. I can't complete his contracts. You know, I can't complete his work. And that is a very interesting point of fear, I think, to be real. But what it does is it makes me have to go to the Lord and say, "You really have to be my rock," because there are some ways that I'm just vulnerable in, yeah. and I'm going to be vulnerable because my partner does something that, no matter what, I can't fully grasp or understand. I mean, his his clients hire him, and while they like me, they're not depend on me to make sure that the you know uh, four hundred million dollar building gets built and is standing. I mean, you know, I could draw it on paper poorly, but boy, would everybody die. You know, I mean like, so, you know, there's a part of it where it's like, wow, even that makes me have to go to the Lord as my rock and depend on him. And, um, and it's sometimes the humbling things, the humbling realities, they keep you strong, you know? And sometimes it reminds you like, you know, the Lord told Paul, hey, when you're weak, I'm strong. And there are some areas where I just I just feel weakness, and, and and I think we use wisdom and we try to build and accommodate you know things as best we can. But at the end of the day, you know, guys and girls, especially when you have kids, like you just have to keep you have to keep, you have to hold the Lord's hand and go on the journey through your life and your relationship. What is that Noise.
1: It's, it's my sweet husband getting ice out of the ice
0: machine. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, okay, now we can just continue talking like there's not an elephant in the room, or we can acknowledge for everyone watching that. It sounds like your He-Man macho husband is building an addition on the house currently. do You like how I did that? (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's so much kinder, uh, Ricky, than I would be to Roger. I'd be texting him, are you out of your mind? Can you <laughs> stop making all that noise? He's so funny. He's walking by just like,
1: sorry. I need an oh, ice. You. This is what happens when you're in a smaller
0: home. Yes. You don't right. 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 It's okay, Ricky. You just gave our flock a headache, but it's, it's cool. It's okay, Ricky.
1: Oh my goodness. Sorry, Cynthia, we we derailed you there. But,
0: oh no, that's all I had to say. Thank you for that.
1: You know what? Yeah. The the Lord is our strength and our song and our deliverer. And, you know, like if the Lord is our light and our salvation, whom shall, like, how, how, why would I be afraid? Because he does take care of us. If he takes care of the sparrows, he takes care of us. And so we can live out fearlessly. Amen. We can. We can. I'm watching my friend do it. And quite honestly, it gives um, me courage to encourage other women who have, you know, have, have had love and, and have lost their husbands. Yeah. No. And I'm like watching her life going, that's incredible. She loves the Lord and her foundation is set. And I would, I think I would like say to those who, are single and you know, uh, really wanting, you know, to to be married, or maybe they're single and they want to stay single. It's like either way, let Christ be your solid rock foundation. He is immovable and he's unshakable and he's got a good track record.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen to that. And it's there's a as we kind of go toward the end today, there's a a a comment that comes Mm -hmm. in Queen of Everything um, through YouTube. Thank you guys. Hi, YouTube family. Um, and I'm so, and I'm so happy that you guys have chosen to subscribe to the channel. Um, tell two friends, you know, we love that. Um, cause we're here every week and this is what we do. And this is how we fight our battles, but queen of everything comments. <clears throat> but what if you're single and not dating I desire <clears throat> to be married, but not much interest in dating. If that makes any sense, it makes total sense. Cause <clears throat> honestly, and that's where this whole con- this whole series of conversations um, with this series of girl club talks that we've been having kind of came from like, you know, I, I don't, I don't much condone the speed dating, you know, thing that some People do at all. Um, I know it's a very, I, I, but if you're, if, you're, if you're a Christian and you're single and you hate dating, I think honestly, you're forced to really live out what God wants us to live out anyway, which is wait upon the Lord. I'll reveal it to you. You're in a place that's really good queen of everything because you can actually be pursued like a queen. You know, you're in a place where a man's got to really step up to even get your attention. And and in in all honesty, that's really what our husbands did. Really, they stepped up to gain our attention. And um, guys, for those of you guys who are watching, because I, I promised you at the beginning of this girl club that we would really focus on you. If you're a single man, step up, you know. What does that mean? Step up in integrity. Step up with your character. Step up. Be a friend. Be there. You know, be supportive and, and let that get her attention. Because that you want her attention to be completely on the Lord. And I really, for men, I gotta tell you, I was in an art gallery yesterday in Laguna Beach, and there's this insane painting, and I want it so badly for my son <clears throat> for over his bed in in, in our house. Okay, he's 29, but I still have a bedroom in my home for my son, and I always will. So there, that's that. So it's a it's a lion with a little small lion cub sitting next to him, and it's called Future King. And it's everything to me, because the reality is that it's like the Proverbs 31, which men read Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 is the words of advice from the queen mother, from the mother, to her son about what to choose, the kind of woman that that he should choose. And he didn't say, you know, go find, she didn't say, go find yourself a girl who looks like this or looks like that. She said, go find a woman who's got this character, these qualities, this integrity, this focus and dedication to her career, her path, her calling in life. Like that's what you want because anything short of that is not suitable to help you walk in the calling on your life to be a covering for a home, to steward a life, to steward children, to steward a marriage, to steward your career. Like if you are a future king, get yourself a future queen, you know? Not a cute hot chick who's willing to play the game with you and and date you or just hang out with you while you figure out, you know, what you want. You know what you want. And I would say this to men, you really have a strong sense of what you want. You know what you need and you know what you don't need and you know what you're drawn to and you know what your weaknesses are and your failings are. Most men, especially if you're a thinker, you know, and if you don't know, figure it out right now today, watching this episode of Girl Club, figure it out, seriously, Take a little bit of time, get quiet with yourself and figure it out because you're wasting your time and woe to you because you may be wasting some beautiful girl who's a daughter of the king, whether she knows it or not. You may be wasting her time and you shouldn't be wasting any, any of it's God's daughter. It's not yours. It's not your cheese. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's not. So you don't want to be wasting some girl's time. You want to be real. You know, you want to be real with yourself and you want to be real with her because that's godly. And that's what God wants. So if you call yourself a Christian boy, especially, and you're in church, like, hello, wake up. What would Jesus do? You know? I I
2: have just, like, a few thoughts also for even just... Male or female being single, and like you're like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I do? You know, I think that's a question that comes up a lot. It's like, I don't want to play the dating game, I don't want to do this and do that. But I think there's so much that you can do right here and right now. And it's what we've been talking about over these last few weeks of like cultivating your character, investing in yourself. I mean, that goes for physical and hugely internal as well. You know, I mean, I, I think a huge Um, A huge thing that we've been talking about through even just our uh, our rejection series has been about this issue of inner healing and getting healing from all the brokenness that, you know, you've kind of been put through as a child up till now. And I'm just saying the more whole that you can be before you enter a serious relationship like that, it'll just make everything so much better. I mean, there's so much that you can do right here, right now, and even just developing that foundation, that solid foundation with Jesus, your best friend, with your father, um, developing your communication with the Holy Spirit. It's just going to make life so much better. And I really do believe that when you're working on yourself and you are working on your relationship with the Lord, you will be so fulfilled that you won't be looking to a man or a woman to fulfill you. And I think that's one of the, possibly the biggest red flags when you're kind of, you know, in that like dating situation is when you're looking to someone else to fill you. I mean, someone put it really clear. It's like, when you do that, it's like two, two ticks and no dog just out of each other. And it's like, you don't want to do that. Like, I love, I love it when it's like what, what Anova is saying about having Jesus as as your center, he's the third person in your relationship and he's the one that is the center of everything. In that case, you're not looking to your husband as an idol. You're looking to him as a partner, you know, and you're both worshiping Jesus. And it's so though, if let's say you lost someone, it doesn't minimize the pain, but you have that comfort and the stability that you will never be shaken, you know, because the one thing that holds you even up will never be taken away, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, focus on Jesus. It sounds so cliche, but when you do that, you will become the fullest. Like you will walk in the fullness of who he created you to be, which will then be the best for your best. Does that make sense? Like, yes, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but I've, I've noticed a lot of single ladies being like in desperation, being like, what do I do? And it's like, you can do so much right now. You can be fulfilled right now. You know, like you don't have to be pining and longing, thinking that you're 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 only like fifty percent full if you don't have a man in your life. It it will be a wake up call when you get married. You guys know they'll be like, wait, I feel the same, and all of a sudden, all my issues are my are in my face. Like right. marriage is not the end all, you know. Right? <laughs> it's beautiful though. It, it, I love it. marriage, but I'm just saying
0: it's so true i mean that's literally like that's like mic drop on the last word for the day i mean you you nailed it you know you nailed it hun and 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 i'm i mean i'm seeing the impact you know we've got a lot of new ladies today hi from hi to south africa i love south africa i miss you guys it's maria uh from south africa mommy berry um queen of everything i see a lot of new people kind of piping in and you guys I mean, this is what we want. You know, we want, this is my heart for Girl Club from the very beginning is that we could have a place that we could come to every week and just kind of air it out and talk and and in a way that churches aren't doing, you know, and I mean, I'm on TBN, you know, and I don't see this done on TBN. And if it is, it's done with a lot of women that I don't feel like they could ever really relate to my testimony, you know, and so... Um, this is just a blessing, you know? It's a blessing to see you guys being touched and um, to see your lives being ministered to. Thank you, Miche, Girl Club. We'll take that. (laughs) We'll take that. Um, Because you know what? Girls are fabulous and fierce all over the world and you deserve the best that God has for you. And we love you. We are your sisters. And um, man, we just want to see you get it right for yourselves, and we want to hear praise reports, and we want to hear your questions. And uh, and if we can love on you and and go through our own journey and impact your lives, what a blessing, what a gift. So, I love you too. I love you too to pieces <laughs> to heaven and back. Yes, my girl club crew. Well, you guys have a blessed week. And um, why don't why don't uh, why don't one of you guys just pray us out today? Nova, it, Nova, Christina,
1: Nova. <laughs> yeah, Lord, thank you for Girl Club. Thank you for Christina. Thank you for Cynthia and the wisdom and the journey. God, thank you that this, your kids are just so. You made them so all so uniquely, and our stories are just so unique. Yet our thread is you, Jesus, who came and died and lived for us and gives us life. And you promise us um, life to the full. And so, Jesus, we release to you all outcomes of our desires, the desires of our hearts. Um, God, you know and you see each one who is on this platform in this moment and those who will watch later that truly have felt hopeless or like they were not enough. But you say that they are the beloved. They're chosen, accepted, desired, made um, in the inmost parts of their mother. You created and formed them and purposefully um, did that. And uh, Father, I I pray that all the things that you put on our hearts, that we would treasure those things and we would keep them and hold them sacred. And uh, Jesus, I I'm so grateful to to be called your daughter. Thank you for how you've you've changed my life. How you have given me breath in my lungs even today to say, God, I'm yours, um, and I belong to you. And you can do whatever you want. Um, that my life is not my own, but it belongs to you, and. I sit in gratitude and thank you for your son that his shed blood um, is the great equalizer. It's the great um, thing that brings us together as believers. And so, Father, we say we love you and we bless you and we say, God, have your way in this world that so very much needs you. May you give this world eyes to see and ears to hear you in Jesus name. I pray.
0: Amen. 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 Well, ladies have a beautiful week. You've been a part of another girl club and uh, we'll see you next week. Same time. Um, have a, for those of you who watch during the week, um, you can catch this all week long. Uh, Now it'll be there on the channel. You won't have to miss a single episode of the conversation. So go catch up if you're just joining us now. We love you guys. See you soon.